we thank you for your help. Thank you for your help always. Thank you, God, because you're a good God. You're not holding back any good thing from us. Thank you, Father. You're faithful. We honor you. We appreciate you for this time. Thank you, God, for we learn again at your feet and um, we're strengthened, we're energized for the day, energized for, you know, for, um, for, for a week, energized, you know, by your strength, by your spirit, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so good morning again. Um, this morning, I'd just like us to remind ourselves, you know, about um, how we make decisions as believers. Praise God. How we make decisions as believers. You know, we're in very critical times now. Times that, um, you know, we, we, we have to take so many decisions, so many decisions. And of course, one of those decisions uh, would be choosing our leaders in Nigeria and all of that. But um, that's obviously a very major one. But as individuals, as believers, we have a way we make our decisions. You know, like I was sharing somewhere yesterday, I said, see, you know, when you belong to a family, you learn how that family operates. You learn how to do things so that you don't become um, an outlier in that family. You actually know what to do and you do the right thing. So we are believers. We belong to the family of God. God always has the best for us in mind. And he never wants us to, um, to not have the best. You know, we know that he is more willing to do good to us than we are willing to receive his goodness. So God is a very good God. So in making these decisions in our lives, it's important to, to remind ourselves again and to actually practice, you know, how we make our decisions as believers. Praise God. You know, a lot of people get into error. A lot of people think back and they're like, oh, I wish I'd done this, you know, many years ago. I wish I'd done this. Oh, thank God. He's a good God. He's able to pick us up from wherever we are. And as long as we walk with him and we're willing to just follow his leadership, he's willing to take us right into his perfect plan for us. He's ready. You know, it's not really about oh, where we should have been or where we ought to have been. But God is a good God. He restores. Amen. That's our father. He restores us. He always wants to do us good. All right. So in making decisions as believers, <clears throat> one of the things that we need to always do to put priority or to actually make sure we do consistently is to always check God's word. Hallelujah. We check God's word and we check with God's word. Amen. You know, um, we're so busy these days. So many things are happening around us, you know, the hustling, the buzzling, and we have to, you know, quickly do this and quickly do that. But sincerely, we really have to deliberately, continually check with God's word. It's not just something that we just do on Sundays. Oh, thank God for Saturday, right? You know, and um, thank God for Sundays and all of that. But we really need to get into God's word for ourselves and create time. You know, <laughs> thank God for the social media. Thank God for the phones. Thank God for the TVs. You know, but if we're not careful, those things actually serve as distractions. And the time that we ought to in God's word, we spend, you know, doing other things, 
<laughs> that don't matter. So we need to consistently check God's word. And how do we check with God's word or check God's word? We meditate in God's word. You know, I like a particular definition I saw, um, you know, when I was checking online, you know, what the word meditate really means. And uh, apart from the fact that meditation is thinking deeply, but it says that meditation can produce a deep state of relaxation and a tranquil mind. During meditation, you focus your attention and you eliminate the stream of jumbled thoughts that may be crowding you and causing stress. This process may result in enhanced physical and emotional well-being. Wow. You know, when I saw this, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is just the process of meditation. You know, I mean, people tend to, some cultures adopt meditation as part of a relaxation technique, you know, but imagine that that's actually an instruction that God gave us, you know, to actually meditate in his word. Okay. Joshua chapter one, verse eight, and I'm going to read it out to us again. I know we're familiar with it, but I just want us to look at it. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Wow. You know, God actually gave us an instruction. Meditate. Meditate. Even before it came up as a relaxation technique anywhere, God already saw this coming. I mean, the whole world is changing. Everything is changing, you know, and, uh, you know, we don't even know naturally. We, we, we can only predict, okay, this is where the world is going to be in some years to come. This is what's going to happen. Oh, we're looking at decadence. We're looking at everything. And we're like, okay, so this might be happening in the next couple of years. But God's word remains true. It remains sure. God is the one who knows our past, our present, our future. He knows the future. He knows where the world is going. He knows what we ought to do. He knows where we ought to be at that time. He knows where we ought to be per time. God is the one who consistent, you know, he created the world. So he knows what is going to happen. So he says that this, this, this is something he wants us to do, to meditate. You know, if you're probably having stress, sleeping or relaxing, I think we need to just get into God's word some more. Meditate on it. Think about it. Process it. When you lie down, don't just think about what's going on. Oh my God, oh, the analysis, oh, the primaries, the this, the that, oh, you know, the football, the everything. Let's just, you know, rest our minds and just put in God's word and just let God's word relax us, you know, in that sense. Let it relax us from the tension. So when you're trying to make a decision, the first thing is you want to get into God's word. You want to know what God's word says. Yes, there are some things that are definitely clearly spelled out in the Bible. Others are not um, clearly spelled out. But you need to get into God's word. It just prepares our minds. It just relaxes our minds to assimilate, you know, to take in what God really has in store for us. Praise God. You know, you can't develop spiritual wisdom without meditation. And that's why God's word says that, you know, should meditate day and night, not just once a day, not just like, oh, you know, it says day and night. So as you walk, as you go out, as you do the things you do, you know, meditate on God's word. Oh, does God want us, does God want us to prosper? Absolutely. That's why he said it. He said, you shall meditate on it day and night. Then you may be careful 
to do according to all that is written in it. Obviously, when you meditate on something, it dominates your thoughts. It dominates everything about you. And then you're able to practice, all right? So we're able to be careful to do according to all that is written, for then we can make our way prosperous. You know, during our prayer meeting um, on Saturday, you know, practically what was said, raised in that prayer, was talking about, you know, having um, transgenerational ideas, you know, as believers, we have the spirit of God living in us, you know, it just gives us, you know, like, um, you know, cross-cutting ideas, like ideas that will just blow our minds or, you know, things that will just come up and position us where God really wants us to be beyond our own natural abilities. Praise God. As we continue to meditate on God's word, we know what to do per time. We know how to do the things that we want to do and that the things that we should do. Praise God. You know, so another way we can actually check with God's word is to practice being doers of God's word. Being doers of God's word. How do we practice being doers of God's word? Of course, James chapter one, James chapter one, verse 22. Um, let me just read that from here quickly. Okay, so James chapter one, verse 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer. He's like a man who observes his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. So we need to, of course, as we're staying God's word, we're able to become, you know, more and more, we're, going, we're able to get better at being doers of God's word. We get, we, we get better at practicing God's word. One of the ways we can actually practice God's word is Philippians chapter four, verse six. One of the things that we ought to practice you know, that will help us to actually have, you know, to be in that right frame of mind, right frame of, um, so, um, you know, right frame of everything to actually take the right decision. You know, Philippians chapter four, verse six. All right, so I'm going to read that from the Revised Standard Version. And it says, um, have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So it says, have no anxiety. Have no anxiety about anything. So what are you anxious about right now that is taking your mind, that is taking your day, your night, your sleep? You know, what are you anxious about? It says, have no anxiety about anything. That's an instruction. All right, that's a way to practice God's word. So want to make a decision and you're wondering, oh, is this the right decision? Is this the next thing to do? Is this how I should go about this? Is this what I should not do? You're worried. You're just anxious about it. You're pacing around. You're trying to know. You're trying to figure it out. And it's not just gelling. You're just trying. It says, be not anxious about anything. Have no anxiety. It's a way to, so one of the ways you can actually check with God's word is to practice God's word. So you're practicing having no anxiety and it's not just going to come. It's something that we get better, you know, at doing. We will get better daily as we continue to practice it. So you have no anxiety. What do you do when you have no anxiety about something or when something is trying to take your mind or when something is trying to really get you anxious? It says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, 
communication with thanksgiving that's your request made, to, not made known to god so your answer is about something you're wondering oh is this the right decision for me is this the best thing i need to do right now oh if i do this this might happen what if i come this way i mean the whole world is full of analysis everybody knows everybody wants to analyze we all want to it's fine god has blessed us with you know intelligent minds you know but he says have no anxiety about anything so while you're thinking oh while you're trying to do this this is just by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving just go to god don't have any anxiety about anything so you're practicing every time the anxiety comes you're like god i just cast this before you right now i really don't know what to do i'm taking it this way i'm taking it that way it really doesn't make sense to me right now i'm not even certain how to go about all of this but god i'll choose to practice your word and i just choose to cast this upon you i just choose to pray about this so i'm talking to you about it and i just want you to guide me and i have to practice that you know of course we know that the peace of god will govern our hearts praise god so that's a way to practice god's word you know some people are so worried about nigeria right now like oh my god you know nigeria is going to divide nigeria is not going to divide whatever it is let's spend more time praying praise god let's spend more time talking to god about it yes and if if my people it does not save the whole nation you know you know, praise about the nation. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, or oh, by reason of the covenant, you know, we're God's people, and you and I alone can actually make that difference in the place of prayer if we believe, you know, that all we've prayed about, all we're praying about will come to pass. Praise God. So that's the way to check with God's word, you know, in making our decisions. All right. So we just go ahead and practice the word, even when situations around us, when circumstances are staring at us in the face. And it seems like we really don't know what to do. And naturally, there's really nothing to do. You are in the heat of it. You are in, you are like, you're like in the depth of that tunnel. And there's really no way back or there's no way forward. There's no way around you. Have no anxiety. That's God's word. God's word has said it. I believe it. And so I'm going to do it. I just, you know, I know it is true. I'm just going to take it like that. Hallelujah. Another way of checking with God's word is giving God's word first place in our lives. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. I'm, um, I'm just going to read verse 20 to verse 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to verse 22. Um, okay. All right. So 20, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to him who finds them and healing to all his flesh. Praise God. We need to keep, you know, being attentive to God's word. You know, God said in his word that he is going to lead us. So we believe his word. When you're checking with God, so you're wondering, okay, which scripture can I actually stand on? I have a few scriptures, you know, for us to actually stand on or to actually, you know, just hold on to. And of course, plus the ones I've been reading, you know, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says that, you know, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. Okay, thoughts of good and not of evil. So, you're, you're, you know, when you go before God, when you're trying to take a decision, you're like, God, your thoughts for me are of good and not of evil. So you know what to do. You're practicing God's word. You're putting that word in your mind. You're meditating on it. You're saying that your thoughts for me are of good and not of evil, right? You know, God leads us in the path that we should go. Amen. God is a good God and he continues to lead us. All right. He, he, you know, he says, if I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Oh, are you worried about the future? You're wondering whether you will take the right decision about your future right now. God says, I will give you a future and a hope. Right? I have, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So, see, it's not really about, you know, it, 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 God has said it. 
God has said it. I believe it. That settles it. Praise God. God has said it. Oh, does it look like Nigeria doesn't have a hope? Or does it look like something else around you really? You don't know the future or the hope of that thing. God said, my plans are of good and not of evil. To give you a future, to give me a future. Praise God. So, and we know that God is a good God. God is, you know, he always wants to be exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever ask or imagine. According to his power that works in us. So when God is talking about the future, he's not talking about a small future. Praise God. Even if that's all we can imagine in our minds. But I mean, he is God and he always does big things. Praise God. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. You know, this morning when Pastor Sun was leading, he says, you know, when he was talking about the fact that we do not lack, you know, God leads us, he guides us, he takes us in the right path. You know, he leads us in the way that we should go. Oh, he leads us in the path of righteousness. Praise God. You know, so we know that God actually leads us. God directs us, oh, to where we're going to find green pastures. He, he leads us to, you know, he leads us in the right path. He just leads us. He provides for us because he is God. We practice God's word. We believe his word. So he said that he's going to lead us. He didn't say that, oh, he's just going to put us on the earth and we'll just figure things out by ourselves. He says, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Praise God. You know, um, another scripture is Psalm 119 verse 105. I'll just read that and then I'll move on to the next um, thing Okay, that I want to talk about. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So as I stand on God's word, as you're like, God, you know, I really want to take this decision. I don't really want to know what is right for me. I want to, whether it's a little decision, a big decision, whatever it is, we practice doing God's word and we get better at it. Such that by the time we're faced with a very massive decision, we actually know what to do because we're, we've been practicing God's word. Okay, that word is a lamp to my feet and light unto my path. Lord, your word enlightens me. Like, I know what to do. I just keep doing what you want me to do. I just keep going about things. I know that, you know, as I walk, as I do my thing, I'm actually walking in your path. So, and, you know, we'll find out that we're, it, it becomes easy. Life, you know, I mean, it becomes easier for us to navigate through life. Praise God. Of course, another way to actually, um, you know, to know how best to go about our decisions after checking with God's word is to pray in the Holy Ghost, it's to pray in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit, helps us to speak directly to God. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Let me just quickly read that. I have um, a couple of scriptures this morning. Okay, so First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, for he utters mysteries in the spirit. Right? So when we're praying in tongues, we're actually praying, we're praying God's will directly to him. We're praying God's will directly to him. Let's not trivialize praying in tongues. Let's never get to a point where it's like, oh, we're just praying, we're just praying, we're just praying, you know, and you're just praying in tongues. No, we actually deliberate about our praying in tongues. Praise God. So you, it allows us to speak directly to God. It, claw, it clears us, you know, it, it, it allows our mind to get out of the way so that the spirit can, our spirit can actually commune with the Father. And of course, that way we are able to receive divine instructions. We're able to receive the guidance, the leadership, leadership that we actually need from God. Amen. You know, so God is a good God. I like to say that again and again, and I like to emphasize that. And he's not going to lead us in the wrong path. He's more interested in guiding us. He's more interested in leading us, you know, than we're actually interested in receiving from him. So we take our, when, when we make our decisions, we do them by faith, just like every other thing that we do as believers. You know, when we check with God's word, as we pray in the Holy Ghost, we are actually led by God into plenty. Amen. You know, another thing we can do, 
as believers in um, you know in our that, that that will help us in our decision making is to actually um, is to actually check with trusted believers. You know, we, we we check with trusted believers. You know, that's not the first thing in that saying. You know, some people actually waiting like ah okay, it's until or uh, this is what I um or I'm thinking of doing this. You know, if 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 something does come, you know, when something comes from a trusted believer, it's like a check. You know, what you already have. It becomes like a confirmation to what you're trying to do, and that's actually another way that we can actually help, or we can actually um, take the right decisions as believers. Proverbs chapter nineteen, verse twenty, and I'm going to quickly read that from the Message translation. Uh, Proverbs chapter nineteen. Proverbs chapter nineteen, verse twenty. Um, sorry, I'm trying to open. Okay, Proverbs nineteen. Verse 20, the message translation. I like how it puts it. It says, take good counsel and accept correction. That's the way to live wisely and well, right? Take good counsel and accept correction. You know, some people would rather go to just any friend or just anybody, you know, because they're just going to tell you what you want to do, right? It's not just about hearing what you want to do or just making it that way, like, you know, it must be the way you want it and all of that. Just go with an open heart, you know, go with an open mind, check with other trusted believers, check with the pastors, check with your prayer partner, check with, you know, people that you know, okay? So you know that, you know, they're they're open to God, you know, so you can check with them. Set a meeting with your pastor or your prayer partner or other trusted believers, outline the decision you're facing and the possible choices go over the pros and cons together and hear the advice with an open heart and mind. Take good counsel and accept correction. That's the way to live wisely and well, praise God. And um, finally, you know, just um, another thing that we should do, which is very important, is to check our peace, amen, is to check our peace. Philippians chapter three, verse 15 um, to verse 17. So I'm going to read again from the message translation. Now it says this. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. Sorry, did I say, I said Philippians chapter three? Yeah, okay. Wasn't looking like what I wanted to read. All right, so God will clear your blood vision on verse 16. You will see it, yes. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Praise God. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and verse 7. All right, it says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. I'm going to read that again. You know, don't try to worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. 
right? It will come and settle you down. You check with your peace. It says, it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Amen. So when the peace of God garrisons your heart, that is actually Christ displacing worry at the center of your life. You know, so when it says that we shouldn't fret on anything, it says that the peace of God, and it describes it as a wonderful experience that happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of our lives. Amen. You know, God wants us to take the best decisions in our lives. He wants us to be able to look back and say, wow, thank you, God, for you are indeed a good God. And you're the one who has actually led me into plenty into plenty. Amen. You know, let the peace of God govern your heart. When you're taking your decision and you're not at rest about it, then you should check again and know that this is really not it. The peace of God is what God has put there as a guard, as a garrison over our hearts, over our lives. So in taking our decisions as believers, because we know that this is actually the way things work in this family, we ensure that we always check God's word we ensure that we pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, we should ensure that we actually check with trusted believers. We can actually, you know, afford to do that. Trusting God, you know, God leads us to the right people. And also we check our peace. Amen. Okay, so I just want to conclude by saying that God wants to give us guidance. He desires that we walk with him to get the light that we need for every step that we take in our lives. He's not the author of confusion. So step forward in confidence with him, all right? When we go to God, when we trust God, you know, when God leads us, when we take our decisions in line with God's word, it doesn't just, it actually doesn't cost us, it pays us at the end of the day. And so we need to practice that some more as believers. And as we do that, we see our steps ordered into plenty. We see God, you know, we just find ease in our lives. Let's practice doing God's word. Let's just expect God to order our steps. And let's expect that our decisions are taken in line with God's word. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Let's keep stepping forward in confidence with him. He is not the author of confusion. He will give us that light that we need for every step that we take in life. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for a time to share your word. Thank you, God, for all that we've reminded ourselves of this morning, that you have reminded us of particularly. And we thank you, God, because we step out in faith. We step out knowing that you continue to order our steps. Oh, thank you, Father. We, we were able to spend more time meditating in your word. We're able to practice doing your word. We're able to let go of the anxiety. And we know that Christ continues to displace, you know, the worry that is at the center of our lives. Father, we just give you thanks and praise. We have a very fruitful day, a productive week, a great month ahead, and a great rest of the year. Thank you for our year of the overflow. You lead us in the right path. Glory to your name, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you all for staying with me. Have a wonderful day.